0: Previously on the Motherhood Anthology podcast, you were presented part one of a two-part series titled, Understanding the Value of Products and IPS. In that episode, myself, Kim Box, was joined by one of my business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Allison Craig, and co-founder of Swift Galleries, Chris Scott. Together we discussed the value provided by photographers. We also did a deep dive into how understanding that value can amplify your branding, products, and overall profitability. It was an awesome episode filled with useful information, and I think you'd greatly benefit from listening to it before you jump into this episode. So just head over to the episode now if you haven't already listened. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box, and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Today, I have for you part two in this two-part series titled Understanding the Value of Products and In-Person Sales. In this episode, Allison, Chris, and I talk about exactly how you can implement in-person sales and products into your business structure without actually feeling like you're selling at all. This is where we really get into the nuts and bolts of how you can incorporate these services into your workflows and do it seamlessly with what you already offer your clients. So now I present to you episode number 48 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast.
1: So, you know, we're attracting those people by setting those expectations everywhere. And then we're building excitement for the products that they already saw everywhere through the process of the of the in-person sales process. Or even if you're doing this online at the end, you know, we're still building excitement through uh, like a planning meeting where we're saying, okay, tell me where in your home do you want to display the artwork that I'm going to create for you? That's kind of like our our golden question. Where in your home do you want to display this artwork that we're going to create for you? and you know for anybody listening who's like oh that feels really presumptive like i'm just assuming that they want it remember we're building this on top of that foundation of setting so many expectations so like it would be weird if i didn't ask that because they've seen artwork everywhere so you know where in your home do you want to display this artwork and then they kind of tell you about some different spaces you ask questions and then give some suggestions. So they'll say like, okay, well, we've got a spot over the, you know, the $5,000 couch, like you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, Kim.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we got a spot over the couch in our living room that I think would be a really good spot. Okay, cool. Tell me about that space. What color are the walls? What's the style of the space? What other types of artwork do you have in there? You know, what is it like big ornate furniture? Is it, you know, do you have the library with the many leather bound books and, you know, and all of that? Like, tell me about that space. And they tell me about the space and now I can turn it around and say, okay, cool. Based on what you've just told me, I really think we should be looking at, you know, framed and matted prints or gallery wrapped canvases, you know, and we can start to really craft this experience for them and start to build in their mind the exact products that we're going to create for them. And this does a number of things. It's, it, it builds that excitement for those products that they saw you know, they saw other people's photos and now it's becoming real for them. Oh my gosh, I'm going to end up with something like this too. And I'm explaining it to them. And during the planning meeting, I would actually use something like Swift galleries or Fundy or, you know, any of these design tools where you can just show them blank stuff on the wall and say, I think something like this would look cool there. And here's what i what i really think we should do right and now you start painting a picture for them so remember this is before the session even happens we're saying like i think something like this would look amazing over that wall you're showing them a framed print or or maybe a gallery of different uh size prints over that wall they're completely blank and now i'm going to start painting that picture for them and saying i really think that we should go over to the you know, the west side of Colorado Springs, there's this great field uh, with the mountains in the background. You got Pikes Peak in the background. And if we do this around six o'clock next week on Thursday, there's going to be this gorgeous golden light coming in over your shoulders. It'll be stunning. We'll have you guys all there. I think maybe where, you know, neutral tones, nothing too bright, nothing with crazy patterns, just kind of earth tones. And we'll do something that's just... You know, uh, kind of a casual, yeah, everybody will be looking at the camera, but it'll still feel casual. You know, you hold hands, there will be some sort of connection between each of you. But uh, in the end, I really want this kind of casual, your family's just hanging out in this gorgeous field, Pike's Peak in the background, all of that, right? So what just happened here, right? So here we are in the planning meeting. I've painted this very visual image for them in their mind of what it is that I'm going to get. But we've also already answered some very practical questions. Where are we going to do this? What am I supposed to wear? What time are we going to do this? You know, all of these things that have to be decided anyway. But now we have context for those. I'm not just saying like, I don't know, just wear khakis and white shirts, right? And we'll meet at the beach, (laughs) right? We're just... We have a reason for all of these things and it's built around their specific space. So going back to that idea of of boutique, like this is what boutique looks like. This is what bespoke looks like Uh, when we can say, okay, based on what you just told me or based on this photo that I have of your room, here's what I'm thinking. And and then we just, this is what I'm talking about when we say building excitement. We're building excitement for those products because I'm painting that very visual picture uh, for them in their head. They can start seeing this on their wall and it's already starting to become real for them. And that kind of transitions us naturally into uh, the next step, you know. So now we go, we go to the session, we take those photos. As I get that shot that I was talking about, I'm gonna show it to them on the back of the camera. I'm gonna do probably a stupid little dance and say something, you know, jokingly arrogant about like, oh my gosh, come look at how good I am at my job. I mean. you know, how good you guys look. But really, look at this. I'm so good at this. Uh, You know, and show it to them on the back of the camera and say, this one's going to be perfect for that spot we talked about over your couch, right? So Mm -hmm. now we're just connecting the dots for them. And none of this feels like sales. All of this is based around that client, right? And all I'm doing is being excited about my job, which I'm already excited about my job anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Showing it to them in the back of the camera. And this one's going to look amazing for that spot we talked about over the couch. You know, so they see it and they're like, oh, it's again, it's just becoming more real for them throughout the entire process. And what I love about this is what ends up happening is the, the time between the session and the sales meeting, what's going to happen? They're going to walk past that couch. They're going to see in their mind, they're going to see the product, product that I want them to get on that wall with the photo that I showed them on that wall in their own home, in their mind. And they're going to sell that product to themselves. Every time they walk back back and forth past that couch, they're going to sell that product to themselves. So now when we get to the sales meeting... We get to the delight stage. So A-E-D, the first D, delight. We get to delight them with a sales experience that doesn't feel like sales because it's not. Uh, You know, I talked about this earlier where I said that really what this is, is the, okay, here's what you already told me you wanted. And here it is, like, see, it looks amazing, right? Now you have these other 20 images that you said yes to. What do we want to do with those, right? And like, that's the extent of the upsell at that point. The, the quote unquote upsell is you have these other photos you want. What are we doing with those? You know, And then you right. provide some opportunities for them to be able to get those photos in their homes too. And I hope that those who are listening right now can see that this, a process like this changes everything. This is not sales. This is what service truly looks like because I'm... I'm asking them what they want. I'm only giving them suggestions for things that are relevant to them. And then we're building it, right? And they're they're an active part of this. And we get to the sales meeting and it's just, okay, hey, here's what you said you wanted. And we would have already talked about prices up front. And remember, I said that one of the three expectations that you set everywhere someone sees your work is pricing. So there's no surprise when we get to the sales meeting there's no bait and switch. There's no, it's, it's nothing. Uh, You know, they, they may still end up spending more than they had anticipated, but it's because they see the value in those other images that haven't been put on the wall or into an album or whatever yet. Right. So at that point, that's, that's their opportunity to say like, (laughs) Kim, I liked what you, what you said about that, the convention or the conference, right. That's their opportunity to go ahead and buy, Buy those products from you at that moment that you will offer to to buy back, buy back for twice as much or whatever. Yeah, that's brilliant. But I mean, this is it. Really is. I I feel I still feel a little bit silly calling it delight. Like oh, it's a delightful sales experience, but not silly. It's true. Like this is like there's. Well, if you've never done
0: yeah, if you've never done a sales appointment where you have mom and dad crying in your sales yes. room, it is delight. It really yeah. is delight, and it's I, so. Yeah, I was just going to say, and it's so funny. I think we, if you've done photography for very long, you know, that feeling where you leave a session and you think, eh, that wasn't my (laughs) best work or "Eh, the clouds just didn't part today for me. And you're almost, you almost want to call them back and say, let's redo that. Like that (laughs) just wasn't it. And then, but you don't, and you get to the sales appointment and they're crying and they love them. Yeah. And it and winds up like, being
2: your best sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what exactly. that there
0: is. There's a rule there. It's going in my book one day. I have a whole book of these, but one of these Perfect. truths of photography, but it, yeah, when you think it's your worst work, it's your best sale. And it's just reaffirming that, you know, that's their family that they love so much. And they're not looking at lighting and this or that that we see as photographers, all they see is the love and connection of their family. And that sales appointment, when, like you said, when you've set it up that way, it really is a beautiful
2: experience. And so. I think that like IPS or like in-person sales, just in general scares so many photographers, like that term. And I don't know if it's like just the sales part. I don't know if it's like these scary Facebook groups that have like, Really turned people off to like it has to be this certain way and like the formulas. But I have like long said, like, not out loud, but that it should be like instead of IPS, right? It should be like introduce print services instead of like yep. in person sales. Like take yep. the like in person sales away from it, call it introduce print services instead, because that's really all you're doing. You don't have to sell. Like if you, yep. if you, if you just, Follow the idea that you're just introducing them to the idea of, hey, you're hiring me to take pictures. Why are you not going to print these pictures? And then, hey, yep. I'm the artist. Let me print these pictures for you. That's yeah. just, it's the service that you're doing it. You're not selling it. Like, yes, technically yep. they're paying you, but that's part of the experience and the service that you're giving them.
1: Yeah, Chris, we actually, and- we actually um, call it um, incredibly personal service. There you go. Aww. So yeah, <laughs> IBS, incredibly <laughs> yeah. personal service. Yeah.
0: So Chris, tell us, um, tell us about Swift galleries and how that, how, walk us through a sales appointment with Swift galleries. Tell us about the, board, yeah. how we can use that.
1: Yeah. So Swift galleries is uh, started as just a wall art designer. And then um, I really wanted to just build out the full in-person sales flow into it. And that's, that's where we are today. So The way that you would use it kind of in a day-to-day use case uh, for your business would be, you know, after your session, you'd come in, upload your photos to it, and pre-design some wall art galleries as long as, you know, that's what your client has said that they wanted was wall art galleries. So you pre-design some wall art galleries. And then once those are done, you go into your sales meeting and the sales meeting is is built out to just walk you kind of step by step through the same sales process that we use in our own business and the same one that we we teach our photographers to use so it starts with a title slide it goes through a slideshow and then a call step where you're just you know selecting yes and no and then a compare step where if you if you're anything like me where you're like i don't know should i do this one where their head is slightly more to the left or this one where it's just Nearly not to the left, right? Like those <laughs> images that are so ridiculously similar, but for some reason we can't get rid of one of them ourselves. So uh, we've got a compare step where you can compare those side by side and and zoom in on the full res image so that you can kind of nitpick expressions and all of that, figure out which one is exactly the right one, and then from there you go into the kind of sales aspect. So you jump into the um, the wall art design sales module where it shows any of those pre-designs uh, that you that you had already created beforehand. And then you can swap those out, obviously change, you know, change things around or build entirely new galleries, add those to the cart. And then you move from there into add-ons. So like I said, this is like straight through step by step through the exact process that we would do anyway, we want to start with the biggest, most expensive stuff, and then kind of fill in the gaps from there. Because what typically happens is, like I was saying earlier, um, you get those like, three or four or five, like core images, those ones that the that made them start crying, right? Mm -hmm. You get those on the wall you get those in those really important places, but they still have, you know, a dozen, two dozen images left that they said yes to, that they really love. So that's where we would go on to like add on products. This would be, uh, for us would be books or albums or, tabletop prints, you know, the, the print boxes framed, uh, you know, matted, uh, matted prints in a box, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. These are really just there to serve as a means for getting those other images that they still love into their, into their home. So kind of go through that, add those, uh, and then it goes through a pretty standard checkout process. So, uh, you know, credit card collection stuff and, or you can just, uh, you know, accept payment on your own if you already have payment processing. And then from there, we don't do direct, uh, fulfillment. That way you can use any lab that you want without waiting on me to build out a, uh, uh, an integration. So what we do is just, uh, we zip up the whole order for you, you download it, and then you can just order it through rows or whatever with the lab of your choice. So,
0: you know, yeah. we, back in the day used, like you said, one of those other, one of those other software that we won't name. And, Just looking around, like getting ready to talk to you, it seems that you have really made it more simplified and more user friendly. But so many people in TMA use proof prints for a sales appointment. And Mm -hmm. like I said, I actually sell proof prints, but I want to tell you that I can't tell you how valuable That slideshow online, like that, you know, on the screen, set to music, moving Mm -hmm. slideshow, like that's when the tears come. Like, and I'm almost. We all use this little. What is it? Um, if they cry, they buy. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> I know. But you know, I mean it from the most sincere place. <laughs> I love those little one liners that come out of you. They're the best. If they cry, they love them. Yeah. But they also
1: buy. There you go. But so like the they the also original. buy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that okay uh, for whoever whoever's writing like the the like social media posts for this podcast (laughs) that better be what goes on instagram i was just
0: thinking the same thing that's going to be our our insta quote this week if they cry perfect (laughs) please box underneath, I <laughs> guess, oh, and tagger. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll never have another client, but it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, like there, I, I loved the slideshow show feature of a yep. sales appointment. And it's just something yep. about that. Anyway, well, Chris, we're excited to have you. I think you're um, an educator inside our membership this month. You have content for our members and this is the second or third time I've had a chance to chat with you. And you really just, you strike me as a really smart fella and a really nice guy <laughs> too. <working>. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a really nice guy too. Anybody that sells everything yeah. and packs up their family in a camper, is doing cool things in the world. So I want to get to know you better. And I know our community will be excited to get to know you as well.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. But before I let you go, I have a few like fun, rapid fire questions. Can I do that? Okay. So this one is maybe the most serious. This might take a little more time, but the others are fun. So you, like me, have been around for a while. And I guess we've seen a lot of changes to our industry is there anything coming? Do you have like this feeling like, oh, there's this is going to be a thing? Like, what do you see coming for our industry? I mean,
1: how do you not answer this question with AI? It's uh, yes, their AI is going to completely change things again. But instead of it being something big and scary that's going to put everybody out of business. What I really love about it, and we're already using AI a ton in our own business, mostly in the back end for planning and content planning and stuff like that. But what I think is coming is the ability to outsource all of the things that we don't want to be doing as photographers to AI, to software. And and that, that makes me excited. I think that AI is going to give us our cameras back. It's going to allow us to walk away from the computer. It's going to allow us to shoot a lot more, get much better at our craft, and to just really enjoy and embrace what, you know, what we got into this for in the first place. All of us, you know, we didn't get into this. You didn't become a photographer to, to like, oh, I want to get into the sell stuff to people business. No, I was like, I want to, I want to create something meaningful with this camera in my hands. And I think that AI is going to give us that back.
0: What do you know now that you wish you knew then?
1: Do I know now that I wish I knew then? I think let me take that from, yeah, I have an answer for you, which is good because you know that's the point that uh, we're all we're all making it up as we go. Um, you know, it for everybody who feels like an imposter, there there are no rules. We're all making this up as we go. and that man yeah, so I, there's not one thing apparently. I want you to, whoever's listening, I want you to take this in a positive light that nobody cares about your business as much as you do. So they're probably not paying attention when you make those mistakes. Those mistakes that we feel like are, oh my gosh, how am I going to get out of this? Or how am I going to uh, recover from this? Or how am I going to change this without all of my people uh, you know, freaking out? So whether it's prices or something like that or your process, they're not paying attention. They're not paying as nearly as much attention as, as we think. And that's a good thing because it, it gives us room to go out and make mistakes and figure things out and, you know, have all of those answers in place for when we have started really building that following that is paying more attention.
0: So you have kids too. What do you mm-hmm. want them to know that maybe mm-hmm. you didn't know? And this can be like on life or a career
1: that's a really good one. This is something I've talked about a lot lately. I want my kids to know that there are no rules, that we can do life in whatever way we want to, similar to what I was just talking about. And that's part of the reason that we that we sold everything and, and that we travel full-time is because I'm, I'm fine with my kids growing up and going to college and getting a job for 40 years and retiring on a pension. That's great. If they choose that, I want them to know they can do life in so many different ways and I want them to have their eyes open to all of these different things that they could do so that they choose the one that feels right for them. Yeah. I think that's ultimately, that's why I'm doing this whole traveling full-time thing is so that my kids can see that there are no rules, like just get out there and just do life and, and figure it out.
0: You're a homeschool family too, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. We, road school, quote unquote, road school.
0: Um, We, we do too. I say we're accidental homeschoolers. Like I would have never, ever said that we would have done that, but you know, we ended up here. And I think that's the one thing that it's really opened my eyes to is like, there are no rules. Who who told us we had to do it that way. And it's so much easier this way. And, you know, like, that's what I, my son just went to college and I'm like, you know, he didn't plan to go to college, but he got to wrestle in college. And so I was like, Mm. go do it. Do it for a year. Yep. Do it for two years. If you want to go four, go it. I don't care. Yep. Just get something yep. out of it. Take music. Take all the things that may not take you to a job, but just
2: find out what you're interested in. So I, I love it. Yeah, go live. That yeah, yeah. Go experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Hundred percent.
2: That's exactly how I'm raising my boys. Is you do not have to do this like straight line to college. You know, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like my generation, there's just no question of what you're doing. It's just, you're going to college, you're getting a a job and that's just how it was. And, you yep. know, if that's what my kids want to do, bravo to them. But, you know, I a hundred percent am going to encourage them to, you know, take six to 12 months, go travel. I'll pay for it. Like get yep. some, get some excitement under your belt, go explore the world, see some things like don't just go stumble right into whatever job you want and do that yep. the rest of your life like there are so many things out there that can you know change the direction of like where you're going to land in life and if i can facilitate that and be a part of that and maybe yep. change the trajectory of where they go and it be a positive thing then by all means yes so
0: I, don't be I, afraid I am, don't be okay. afraid to
2: change course. Like, yeah. if you find yourself mm. yes.
0: somewhere you didn't intend to
2: be. It's okay to do something Damn, yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. what that's what I did. I mean, I was a labor and delivery nurse for 6 years <laughs> and then still paying on those student loans when I was a photographer. And, you know, that was a hard a hard change to make, not because I didn't love what I was doing as a photographer, but because I felt so guilty leaving behind a degree that I had worked so hard for. Like, it was like, right. I was betraying that part of my life. Like I had, you know, gone to Baylor and then went to Mary Hart and Baylor and got this big expensive degree. And I was supposed to be using it, but like, that's not what was making me happy. And so, yeah, there was this, I don't know. I, I, I want, I would, there was no question if I was going to make the shift, but it felt so weird doing it. So Chris,
0: I want to, I want to, I have this whole other idea for a different podcast. I digress. Y'all just hang in here with me. We're almost (laughs) done. (laughs) But but I, I even have the domain. I want my kids to know, and I just want to interview people that are successful in whatever way and ask them, what do you want your kids to know? Because we all grow up and we all have things that we wish we would have done differently, or we wish we would have known or you know, I think that would be so interesting just to hear about the lessons that we want to, we'll want to get through. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I love, I love that premise too. And especially when you consider um, what success act, what is the definition of success? And, and, you know, I think that that, I mean, that's a whole section of that podcast. In well, guess itself.
0: what, Chris, that's my last question for you. It's my signature <laughs> question. <laughs>
1: Is and it seriously? Is, I totally yeah, I didn't is, read the brief. Yes. I, <laughs> this
0: is this is how I end the podcast. So how do you define
1: success? Oh man, okay. Yeah. So to me, success is making more money than I need with more time than I know what to do with.
0: <gasps> oh
1: goodness, chill bumps.
0: Yes, that's great. That's a good more one. money than I need with more time than I know what to do. Know with. what to do with. Yeah. Can we be friends? And, uh, I want to be your friend. Uh,
1: yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, you. Where are you based? I can't remember. You're in. I'm North in Alabama. Carolina?
0: Just bring that Alabama. camper on to Alabama.
1: Hey, we got to head back. We got to head back east at some point. We're in we're in uh, Tahoe right now, California, oh. but we have to head back east at some point. So maybe I need to make it a point to get through Alabama. I don't think I don't think we have the Alabama sticker on the back of the camper yet. So that's a valid reason to go for me It's right. like I have to route us through there so that I can put the sticker on the back of the camper. So. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> well, come on. We'd love to host you. Thank you so Perfect. much for doing this. This was, um, oh, thank you. This was great.
1: Excellent.
0: Thank you, Allison. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Great talking with you guys.
0: First of all, I'd like to give a big thank you to Chris for taking the time to sit down with Allison and I and discuss Swift galleries and how to implement in-person sales and products into your photography business offerings. This month, Chris is providing our members in the Motherhood Anthology with specifically developed education. If you're not a member of the Motherhood Anthology membership, we'd love to have you join our wait list so that you're the first to know when our doors open to new members. Simply go to membership.themotherhoodanthology.com. Booker T. Washington said it best, success is not to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles one has overcome. So from Ireland's to yours, until next time, friends.